0: Hello there, my lovely bitches, and welcome to another very special episode for a very special series of Goblets of Gaze. Yes, I'm not Aubrey. I swear to God, if you haven't noticed by now, that's just on you. Um, I'm Aki, my pronouns are she, her, and uh, for about two more sessions, I'll be your lovely GM as we embark on a mini-series called To Hunt the Moon set in my own homebrew world called Chambala, which is heavily inspired by several AAPI mythology, regions, and landscapes, written by a BIMPOC for Bimpok to explore a non-Western-slash-European-centric world, and thus majority of this is rooted deeply away from said familiarities. Joining me today, we have our lovely players, so let's go
1: down
2: in order with Alyssa first. Hi, I'm Melissa. my pronouns are they, them, and I will be playing as the, uh, barbarian who is an orc and a champion of Verendis and ultimate wife guy to Clem, uh, pronouns she, her.
3: Aubrey. Oh, yes. Uh, hi, I am Aubrey and I play Hyra, our local, uh, druid, uh, barbarian, very tall, angry elf lady with chicken companion. We both use she/her.
4: Hello, my name is Ferris. I use she/her pronouns, and I will be playing Cleo, the Oread Oracle who loves her wife way more than as could ever possibly love Clem. I'm sorry, it's just I am the ultimate one who loves my wife. Cleo also.
5: Hello, uh, I am Dusty. I use he they pronouns, and I'll be playing Patrice, uh flesh warp Ganzi uh, monk that walks around like you can't fuck with me. Um, they're they're not a wife guy at all. Are they a wife wife? They're well. They can be. It can be, but not yet.
6: Not yet. Hello, I'm Sparlock. I use he him pronouns, and I'm playing Hoshi, our archaeologist, bard, shamisen player that apparently occasionally uh, branches out to weird ass death metal with like art installation stuff now. Um. Who uses she, her pronouns?
4: And hello, I am Tick. I use he, she, they pronouns. I'm playing Clem, also known as the fruit that shoots. That's all you need to know.
0: Ooh, awesome, awesome. You can find ma- the majority of us on our sister podcast, Anima Magiri, at Anima Magiri, which the whole first season has aired. We will p- return hopefully soon with a new Power by the Apocalypse system we're working on as a group. Um, You can also find Aubrey, Dusty, and I on Bring Your Own Mech at Own Mech, which is a Spaced Western Lancer podcast. And uh, lastly, at least from me, this star-studded class. Class? (laughs) No, cast. cast. (laughs) We'll be partnering with Smunchy Games' Pathfinder 2e Kickstarter, Naltulf, Candle key, as we will be demoing a one shot GM'd by Aubrey. We will be demoing all their homebrew ancestries and heritages in their lovely setting. And for more information, you should check out their Twitter at Smunchy Games. So, do we have any more announcements from you guys?
5: Um, I can't think of anything, but I think it depends when this airs, but you may be actually hearing the first episodes of Well Season Stories by the time this is out. Um, Which is definitely going to be a very vampire thing because it's going to be releasing on uh, BIPOC Vamp weekend. So look out for that. It's going to be at Season Stories on Twitter um, and includes Aki and Alyssa and I and a lot of other cool people.
0: Oh my God. And that one is that one we're starting also on my birthday. Look at that. I got two fucking podcasts that are birthday twins with
3: me. Yeah, shit.
0: Okay. Um, Are we all good on announcements?
3: Yes, I believe so.
0: Awesome. No questions today, children. No more questions at all. Just a story. A small poem. A sonnet I have prepared for you. Have you ever heard of the dog queen of Dogtown? A nomad, a wanderer, born from the waste. Only ten years of age when she brought the banded king down. Violence and war are all that she tastes. By twelve, her kingdom made, and she lived in a castle. By thirteen, her legions spread, leaving all her enemies dead. Age fourteen, the land is hers, no owner, no vassal. Age fifteen, Mara's eye gorged, her dogs are now fed. A decade gone by, but her dogs, they still howl. To all those weary travelers, enter her lands if you dare. For the dog queen of Dogtown sees humans most foul. To all those weary travelers, I caution you to beware. For if you meet her gaze, pray that it will end fast. The might of her dog's bite will surely be your last. So now we're going to start off. Essentially, we are back on the trains once again. For those of you who weren't with us in session one due to gay things and work, uh, the train is rather large. And uh, the best way to put it is that it is a double-deckered train. So it's like a train stacked on top of another train. And it is very fancy, rather high-tech for um, its time. And it is completely powered uh by magic, by mana, w- in which the uh, entire Underdark mountains are essentially, thanks to the crystallization using its mana. It's a little it's a little strung up, but the best way to put it is no pollution, baby. And uh you guys though, um uh, those who traveled on this train to get to Shang, you were in the lower. Uh, floors it it wasn't to say like bad or unpleasant at all it was spacious it was fine, it was just lacking privacy as this technically you were in the public parts of the train however, I will say this time around you guys are in high end luxury side, you are getting the full 5 star treatment, you are quite literally sitting in the uh, upper levels of it And um, you have your own, you have your whole own private cart uh, for you, uh, except for Alice and Cleo, who have their own separate cart to themselves. So you guys are like first class and stuff like that. And then Alice and Cleo have like the presidential suite equivalent. Um, But you guys do get to eat your meals together, which are, uh, you, you basically get like a menu and whatnot. So you have, you have quite a bit of leeway with um, things you can eat, where you would like to sleep, uh, even down to what your animals are served to, which is the best part. They totally have like a little chef that was 100% ready to cook a meal for like a dog or in this case, a chicken, a fox, an owl. I'm pretty sure that's all the animals on here. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, you are, you find yourselves kind of seated in the main area. This is your, like, lounge, I would say. Having tea, maybe some cookies. You're just chilling. Uh, Hong and Sephora have decided to stay behind to watch over the estate and deal with all the headlines that you guys made last night. (laughs) Um, A couple things to note in terms of those headlines. Hoshi, you probably have a couple gigs from a few uh, nobles for future parties. You definitely got a few um, numbers but like, they're not like, well, the equivalent of numbers, you got addresses like, and, and invitations and basically uh, how they would kind of get a hold of you and, and such. They would like you to play get late I'm not sure. Uh, we'll leave it up to whatever you are comfortable with. But you do have essentially future bard gigs. Uh, several nobles have also been asking for guard recommendations. Maybe it has to do with the fact that you guys had sleeveless uniforms. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? Uh, there is also a scandalous headline of Alice showing up underdressed only to flamboyantly steal her wife away from the party. Uh, that that That's like newspaper header. And Cleo, your first painting, which is the one that was already up for auction, sold for about 250 50,000 GP, something like that. Um, which, either the way, the proceeds go to refugee funds and stuff like that. So, like, you're not making money off of this, but somebody paid a lot for your first, I believe it was like a landscape type of, uh, esque painting. And then the second one that you did as a distraction with Hoshi sold for about 500,000 GP, uh, which, you know, is a lot. And yeah. lastly, yeah, yeah. Rich people, rich people at auctions. Mm. The bidding starts immediately high. Yeah. Um. I I realized I like googled it today while I was in the car. I might have lowballed the first painting, but like who knows. Um. And uh, oh yes, the fake scepter sold for one point three million GP. It was already bought essentially, but that's how much it was so- uh, it was sold for to the super nobleman from Shangri La. Uh. Now. You guys can basically. This is your free time. Time is a bit um irrelevant. I'll say, uh, so you can be like, oh, in the next day or whatever, we'll be fine. Uh, and you guys can have some time to just chill and RP if you want.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wants to go first? Yeah,
0: Cleo uh, okay. oh, would want to. Well, spend time
4: in the really nice suite. Uh, a but very also very
0: nice suite. Okay, all I'm saying is. There are definitely some of your paintings in there. Oh, this suite never gets used unless Alice or you are on board. Uh, this is literally your <laughs> your private bedroom <laughs> on the train. <laughs> Who has the best life
4: now? As um, <laughs> it's me. I- um, yes. So, uh, other than spending lots of time with the wife, um. Also, Cleo is probably going to um, get to know some of the some of the other heist members that interacted a lot with, like them, uh, like Az and, and Pyra and uh, Patrice. Kind of like I don't know, maybe bring tea to them in their peasant suite. Damn. Uh, they have not what are they first class and their first and um, kind of ask how they got involved in all of this. Like, why were they? Why were they hired? What did Alice see
3: in them? I don't know. Pyra will be, uh, they, I guess, either you know, petting Nugget, or you know, snuggling up to Patrice.
5: I was going to say they're probably with, yeah. I mean, we
3: yeah both cuddle pile like Patrice, yeah, you know, like Patrice Pyra as well. Nugget. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, you bringing tea?
4: And um, so you all are friends with, or you're just uh, employees of my Alice? How did uh, that?
3: I mean, uh, other than Zapora approaching me one day and asking if I was interested in a job, that's kind of what happened. So I, I'm honestly not sure about some of those parts.
5: Um, as for me, uh, I believe I was a recommendation from my mentor that happened to know um, Zapora. Oh, of course.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I love I mean. I
3: was working in a bar before all of this, but uh, you know, strong. and I do kind of stand out
4: certainly flamboyant
3: blaing
5: also a very good word, I would
3: say, but yeah, I mean, I guess that is a slight I wouldn't say I'm incredibly curious as to know why I was chosen. It's I like adventure, so this is kind of perfect in a way. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about leaving the bar anyways. I'd been there for about a year and I want to travel around, see new things, have new experiences, um, you know. And honestly, I think my dad is probably a little bit more proud of me doing this rather than working at a bar.
1: Your are probably
3: shrinking. Oh, not really. It's just, it's really hard to be a child of the god of war and be like, yeah, what do you do for a living? I work in a bar.
4: Oh, I see.
3: Yeah, it was adopted.
4: Oh, I see less, but I see.
3: Mm.
5: That's why the orange is there. Sibling,
3: which I'm not sure, but I think s-
5: still, still so surprising.
3: Yeah, trust when me, I was I was very surprised. Um, what was that? What did you say? Were you
4: both uh, adopted?
3: I guess in a way. Um, I mean, the, the orange was kind of more created as a joke.
4: The worst kind of oops, baby. You know,
3: <laughs> um, but you know, they're dependable, so you know, and yeah, at least know, at least I know, they, least I know that the Clem's always got my back. At least for now. I don't know.
4: Always have people you can depend
3: on. Yeah. Your your
5: family still confuses me the more and more I know. I mean, and then there's Kushi,
3: <laughs> um, who is my sister. And it's 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 a very confusing family tree with a lot of adoption.
4: That's what a prestigious one. Yeah.
3: I mean, I guess maybe in that is uh in a way why I was chosen. My connections to all of this. I didn't really think about it. Makes a lot of
4: sense. Mm. perhaps, such mm. thing.
3: Yeah, that's a possibility. It is kind of cool having hair that's on fire all the time.
4: I would imagine I'd accept with hats.
3: Oh, I mean, it doesn't always burn. I, like, keep it under control if I need to. I just kind of like the wild look.
5: Me too, me too. <laughs> I know you do. Mm-hmm. And then just, she's just going to take
3: a long sip of tea.
4: Well, I am glad that this yeah. is to your... Yeah,
3: yeah, I hope, uh... Hope I, re- I hope you're all comfortable and whatever we, we're going to do meets the dog queen. Um, mm, that's right.
5: I keep forgetting about that as well. Very forgetful days.
3: Uh, I mean, it's mostly because you're distracted, but uh, I mean, that's always a bad thing. Mm,
5: yes. How, how does, if you don't mind me um, prodding a little bit, how do, how do you and Alice know the dog queen?
4: What a great
0: question, DM.
3: I mean, other than the fact uh, that Alice seems to know absolutely everyone,
0: yeah. well, uh, <laughs> yeah. as as you ask this, Alice just so happens to stroll on by there, <laughs> by no no design whatsoever. You know, just just missing wife just hours, I guess.
5: Circumstance, yes,
0: happens one hundred percent. You know, get up, stretch the legs. You know, sitting in a train all day; these mm-hmm. these rides get a little tedious sometimes. And you just need to walk, especially since you'll be here for. Quite quite a while, Um, and she uh, will walk on by, take a seat by her wife, and if the seat is not free, she will literally just go, you know, like and stare at whoever is sitting right beside (laughs) her wife. Like
3: they've been, they must have been privy to the weirdest conversation if they they. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm.
0: And um, then she'll sit by. Leo look at you all and say uh did someone mention what was it dog queen
1: oh
5: well just glad to happen to see you i uh, i was just asking your lovely wife how how do you all happen to know that-
1: oh
0: uh well it's 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 surprisingly simple she just called Zipporah, and zabora called me <laughs> it's It's a pretty straight shot, uh, to be fair. I trust Cora quite a bit when it comes to picking people. She's pretty good. uh, Very good judge of character. And, uh, well, she's been around a while, so she knows talent when she sees it. In terms of getting jobs, though, she also deals with the majority of that. A lot of my contracts come from her in general. This, though, is a little weird. I'm not necessarily sure how... Sabora got contact with the dog queen. I've never met the con myself. I've met a couple of them, but not none of the main ones, you know, none of the ones that own territory. So this is my first time as much as it's y'all's first time. But I do know she wanted my services, not me like chow industries or anything, uh, I had to get the train ports approved by her too, so like, it, but we never met in person. Uh, but she wanted the thief part of me. I guess it's a little, it's really weird. But you don't exactly turn down a con and live to brag about it, you know?
3: Yeah, that's, oh, that's true.
5: Oh, I, I know. Yes, I'm just, was very surprised. Someone as illustrious as yourself. Uh was contact. So uh
0: well if we're well one thanks. Uh two, if we're being if we are going for bragging points, I have met the the monarch of Eastern Chengdu. Lovely person. So much glitter.
5: You you are correct, yes. It's uh it's kind of the thing right now. In fact, and then uh she's just gonna pull out the lip gloss and like opens it up and it just happens to be glittery this time. It's like, you know, I, Yeah, it gets yep. everywhere.
0: It, 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 it does. It does. Uh, but I mean, if it's your thing, it's your thing. I'm, I'm not going to doubt one fashion sense, you know?
3: Oh man. Like someone put up like, like, like these things called like glitter bombs. Someone put one of like detonated one of those in like the bar one time. And like, oh. I was cleaning glitter out of like the glasses for like a week and a half. I really wanted to hurt that person.
0: You know, the chemical buildup of like glitter apparently is like prestigitation proof. I find that really, out the hard way. It really I bought, is. I bought, I bought Cleo here some paints once. I don't know. They put glitter in it. The best way to put it is that like it got everywhere, right? But they mm-hmm. it, it was very beautiful, but God. I, I, I really
3: wanted to petition the innkeeper. So like just let me burn down the bar and build a new one. I think that was the only way to get the glitter out.
0: Some say it's still there to
4: this day.
3: Yep. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, glitter.
3: But I'm no longer at that bar, so I no longer have to think about that glitter.
4: <laughs> ah, the real reason you left.
3: <laughs> yeah. It was it wasn't for adventure. It was like, no, because this goddamn glitter is still driving me up the walls.
0: And I'm not I don't take offense to that at all. I probably just reach out like a little glitter off the cheek.
3: <laughs> oh, how did I get there? <laughs> but it was Is actually it probably. That was actually probably from the lip gloss. Yeah, but she's <laughs> just
5: like it's just like like giggling, but like giving away with their eyes, and like just mm. sipping tea again.
0: Is there anything else anyone else would like to, just to keep this thing going?
6: Um, I think in the meantime, uh, with all of those contact details, um, I think Hoshi would have gotten like a couple of commissions that she's legitimately working on. Um Ooh. like some asshole rich person that is smitten with her, she's going to kind of do uh she's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna write you a song and it's gonna be like the most underhanded thing ever.
0: <laughs> oh god Just, do like, you know have you heard, it's it's called the Potential Breakup Song. It's like an old Disney thing. Have you ever heard of it? I only remember, like, very few lines. But it's like, oh my god, I'm going to find it. Oh, the
3: uh, that one sounds by, great. like, Allie and AJ? Yes, now those Yeah, yeah no, I, I think I have it on a playlist somewhere.
6: <laughs> yeah, and, and, with her personality, the only, like, response from the group that she's actually going to, like, take seriously is from like one of the wait staff. Uh, she'll have a new pen pal.
0: That's, a, that's adorable. Uh, what about you, Clem? Anything you'd like to do? Not really, no. I'm uh, just chilling, vibing. Mm-hmm. All right. Is there anything else anybody, like another interaction or scene anybody else would like to add?
2: I don't need to like, play it out, but as is definitely drafting a suggestion for the comic artist. Of like an orc femme fatale who occasionally pops in in the fruit that shoots noir, noir noir uh comic amazing,
0: I will say if you wish to strike up a combo with Alice about the fruit that shoots, it definitely does happen, and you one hundred percent know that like now that Alice is aware of a comic she she's definitely <laughs> going to be. Sending money that person's way. Good. This comic's gonna get fucking published. It's Perfect. the best way to put it. It's gonna be in the <laughs> universe. It's gonna get published. It, Alice is a fan of the fruit that shoots specifically because it is so goddamn random. All she, right. Alright. Do, oh, do you yes? want
6: it added to the song too? Do There's you want to be in the song? There's so many songs.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Wait. Sing me a song. I'll <laughs> <laughs> you
6: don't put me on the spot. I don't have my keyboard out. But won't. uh
0: I won't, I won't, I won't. But you can just say you did it. Okay, I won't even make you roll performance. The best way to put it is that Alice is a fan that there's an orange with a gun stuck to it and yeah, it's who, gotten that this popular. That's it.
6: Who was who was p- pitching the uh the idea for the comic?
0: Oh, that would be as
6: As you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you do you want to like we we should add the song to it, add it to the song and like, you know, we can get like a multimedia thing going.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, anything to have everyone know how wonderful Clem is.
6: Maybe maybe we can get like we could get the artist and a wizard and they can do moving pictures. I've <gasps> heard of this thing.
2: I mean, they really are best. She really is best in motion. So absolutely, we should do that. Good Lord. Just good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, awesome. Um, If that is it, we will time, skip, jump, whatever, a a bit. Oh, um, does anybody in particular want to carry the box that the scepter is in? Because if not, Alice will just have it. But if anyone specifically wants to carry it, um, you probably can.
3: I can. Yeah, not me, the fire person, please. Oh, she wants to take
6: a look at it.
0: Oh, yeah. You, I, you, I'm sure you, when
6: she's not playing, she's pawing at it.
0: Yeah, you'll definitely be allowed to look at it and whatnot, since you guys are, like, in a, a private cart. You're in two private carts, technically, but you're in a private cart. You'll be able to see it. Alice will probably pull it out and show it to you.
7: Um,
0: uh, in, oh, yes?
6: Also I just realized what I said and absolutely no furry pun intended.
0: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that was
6: that was accidental. Nice. <laughs>
0: um yes. And um the best way to put it is that up close. It looks old. It looks kind of creepy and it looks pretty archaic in a way. Like it's it's broken down the middle but like in a diagonal so it's it's uneven. It the the way the jaguar skull is stuck onto the the spear at all is weird like it's sort of jammed in there and then somebody like took rope or something and then just wrapped it around and went it's going to work and <laughs> and it's been like that for for god several years it looks old it looks fragile in a way but like it looks like if you were to pick it up you'd have to hold it in both hands and cradle it like a baby but you're pretty sure it's a lot sturdier than that.
6: Is it magical in nature?
0: Uh, you could make an Arcana check, or if you have, like, Detect Magic or Read Aura, you can use that.
6: I think I have both.
0: Whatever you want, then. Like, you can even do a combo of it if you
6: Yeah, let me pull up my spell list.
0: You technically do have a lot of time if you just wish to simply take the time to study it. Do whatever you want for all the spells that isn't, like, I don't know, Fireball, it'
6: <laughs> Why not throw fireballs at it? That sounds like a way to. Oh, wait, you're wrong in, character.
0: <laughs> you're in a yeah one Two wrong ass. character. Two. You're in a very close. It's. I mean, you have space, but it's still a close combat inside a closed compact inside a closed combat. You know, it's you're not exactly in an area where you can just open the windows and let this the smoke air out. Okay, no smoking.
6: Yeah, we. I have both read aura and detect magic. And I would also probably do an Arcana check as well, mm-hmm. um, to find out as much as I can.
0: Okay, yeah, sure. If you want to roll that Arcana, you can. If you rather just like take ten minutes to an hour to just really figure it out too, that's also fine with me. Just let me know what you would like to do.
6: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take time. We got we got a couple days.
0: Yeah, you do like couple. So it's it's fine. Uh, and the best way to put it is that yes, this is magical in nature. But the magic, you're, you're able to kind of zero in where it's from. And it's 100% in the crystal that is kind of shoved or wedged in, inside the jaw of the jaguar skull. It's not a jaguar, actually. It's a leopard skull. My bad. But inside said skull, and it's, it's, it's being held in place. And that is where all the magic is stored. Or what you think, really, is magic. Magic is the only way to describe it. It feels off, though. When you look at a different magical item, uh, like, for example, you'd probably be able to detect, like, your party members with magical items. Alice definitely has a couple magical items and whatnot. That, that is a very, like, yup, it's arcane, you know, type of vibes. This one, this one feels different. And I'm gonna allow you to have um or I'll let you roll religion and you can get like a give yourself like a plus 2 I would say to that roll just cuz you're taking your time so you would have time or or rather you would have the time to to put more energy into figuring this out. Give yeah. her guidance.
6: Still oh.
0: If you want to like if you're if, if Hoshi is not secretly doing this uh, i guess you could yeah
6: oh, oh no there's gonna be much like overly talking about like history and just nerding out over it i'm sure yeah,
0: yeah, yeah i like, think if cleo
4: would be joining in on the nerding out here
0: yeah 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 like if this were like let's say in the middle of the table in the middle of the room kind of vibe and and people can just walk in and out of this conversation yeah, go for it. You can use guidance. You can I, have the, a plus one.
6: Only like a 16, though.
0: The plus one makes it 17.
6: That's with the plus one. Oh, never
0: mind. Oh, I, <laughs> oh dear. Well, the best way to put it is that you know that there is something else to this magic. Uh, oh, you have read Aura, right?
6: Yes, yes. So I so, do get so the school. Would,
0: yes, the school of magic to the best of your abilities would be Necromancy. Uh, and just based off of your religion role and the fact that you probably can infer, this is called the scepter of Sitara. So necromancy makes sense in a way, since she's the goddess of death. She's she is the goddess of like the moon and and hunting and all these other several other things. But death is in her is within her domain, and she kind of just walks around going, "Yes, I'm the death god." So of course, the magic as I a death god would. Yeah, like the necromancy doesn't feel out of place. The type of, the vibe, the general vibe of the magic, so school aside, that feels out of place. It feels rather compact, and you're not necessarily sure why. It's almost as everything else is for decoration.
6: Well, that would make sense. I mean, it, it does seem, it, it's. I mean, it's a great artifact, but it's kind of half-assed. I, I usually expect uh, more of that period of magic artisan (laughs) oh yes
0: because because of your archaeological background you you will know that this is quite a few hundreds of years old i will say um i'm pretty sure that it was it was advertised as like a few years old or straight up ancient and the best way to put it is that it's not that old but it's not like it's a spring chicken either you know
6: of course it's not it's a jaguar can't you tell from just looking at it?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a cat person. Um, anything else? We all good with everybody?
3: Yeah, there's mm-hmm. nothing else.
0: Okay, okay. And Cleo wanted to carry the scepter. Yeah, oh, awesome. So you're carrying it in a little, it's a little briefcase. It's gonna look like you're carrying an instrument around, or or like a small suit of luggage, honestly. But yeah, Does that works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so after a couple days. You all finally arrive. And for the record, it has been a dark journey. Like, outside, it is dark. When your animal, you will notice, like, your animals get very uncomfortable. Uh, and so they, they will rush to your side or even huddled close together. It's the one time, you know, Moof Muf is not trying to eat Nugget. Uh, it's, they, they, there are certain bots. Uh, And while the train is unnaturally dark outside as you are traveling through the underdark mountains, your animals will fear something, is the best way to put it. And then they'll be fine. And then they'll feel fear again. (laughs) And then they'll be fine. Uh, And so when you finally reach uh, to where the, the, the side of the mountain is essentially, or a part of the side of the mountain to where the train ports to western Chengdu are, you feel refreshed it's going that long without any natural light or light at yeah no natural light is uh it's surprisingly a rather big toll on you you may not have noticed it you may have whether that is we'll leave it up to you as first personal preference but what you do see or rather what you are greeted with immediately are overgrown vines and leaves just an impossible amount of green the train port itself as you kind of leave and take a good deep breath of fresh air and the air out here is quite it's quite fresh honestly maybe it maybe it just rained or maybe it's simply the moisture uh but it's definitely not hard to breathe or anything it feels good it feels really fucking and the train port itself like i mentioned overgrown the vibes are actually very uh spirited away. hahaha <laughs> in a way. It feels otherworldly, especially coming out of the super hustling, bustling city that is Shang. You are now greeted with Shang. And as you step out, you will notice there are there aren't necessarily like many, many guards stations like how it was in Sangala, in which Sangala had several different types of Guards, men, perhaps even paid mercenaries, and in like six different uniforms standing in watch and in wait for something to happen. Over here, it's so much more, it's surprisingly lacked. You'll see a couple guards in which are kind of clad in these hide and leather armors and furs and whatnot. Uh, and you will notice there are. There are animal companions, several of them. Majority of these will be do- dogs, of course, as you are in the western part of Shangdu. And the one that greets you there's three clansmen uh, three, three that greet you, but the one in particular is this rough looking goblin, and uh, with a dog that is several sizes bigger than them, <laughs> uh, looking more wolf really than dog. And uh, he'll just slap his chest and be like, Ah, yes, yes, you are, you are my queen's, uh, visitors, right? had to keep an eye out for city folk.
5: I can't tell if that's a compliment or not, but I'll take it as such. Oh, there. I could yeah. smell
0: the eastern stink on you, fancy. But, uh, yeah, I'm assuming it's just you. One, two, three. <laughs> this is both me and I'm counting. <laughs> that's seven of you? Yes. Yes, all right, all right, well, the name's Gobata, and this and and he like pats his giant fucking dog is is Ranga, and uh we're we've been sent by my lady to escort y'all to our uh tribe to our village a couple of ground rules though you keep your weapons close by you, uh like we're here to help protect you, so the locals won't think too much but we can't promise for the wilds you know so you keep your weapons close to you you keep that and he points to you pyra specifically your hair you keep that under control if you can uh and um if you're if you're not hunting don't kill an animal that's kind of our main rule around here if you're hunting that's a different case but y'all won't need to hunt we good amenable. awesome awesome So, uh, keep close. We won't won't be riding ahead of you or anything. Uh, the- there aren't any paved roads or anything like that. You're just gonna be following us through the jungle, through the thick of it. I hope y'all brought your hiking boots, or whatever. You will- you will definitely notice that Gobata is not wearing shoes. He's just
2: barefoot out here. is Uh, wearing sandals
4: and looks
2: at their feet and takes their sandals off are you gonna go
4: barefoot
0: yep okay good to know good to know yay
6: so (laughs) uh, she's feeling a little insulted um she's going to be like okay just one second let me go change and she's going to go somewhere like around the corner or like behind a tree whatever's close um where the goblin can't see and focus and change her uh, armor to look like a like a fancy gown. Just like the most ostentatious thing she can do. And then come back in that.
0: You're going to get like three confused looks as Gobita is with two other uh, riders. There is um, a tiefling rider with, um, and their partner is like an Alaskan Malmute, Uh So another pretty big fluffy dog and uh, then you'll see uh, a half-elf with a corgi, and uh, they all, including their dogs, turn their heads to the side in unison as they are a bit confused about the gown, but they don't really question it. Darling, are you sure that's what you want to wear into the jungle?
6: Oh yeah, it'll be fine. Wink. Right. You, I, I you think go. you would have realized over the couple of days that all I have is one thing of armor, that I can make look like anything, so it looks like a gown underneath its perfectly acceptable traveling attire
5: i I do want to say that Patrice is actually just extra as fuck right now because it's the first time they got to like you know actually dress up uh so they're like all they're wearing like like clothes that are like super long and flowy um and it looks like it's like those dresses mm-hmm. that almost um they're like pants legs, but like they look like dresses just because they're like also very long and flowy. And so they're just looking at them, but they would just say, yeah, it'll be fine. I think all of us will be
3: fine. Ira is pretty much just in glorify- glorified lounge wear. <laughs> okay, definitely
4: got the wide leg pants and like suspenders on.
0: The, uh, the best way to put it is that Alice is dressed like Brendan Fraser from the first Mummy movie. Heck that. yes. Uh, That's my wife. Yeah. Sleeves <laughs> rolled up. Totally, totally showing off the guns. Mm, I love it. You her. know, that kind of stuff. She has a, she's got one of those Indiana Jones hats on. You know, perfectly, <laughs> perfectly acceptable wear for this type of setting. And uh, uh, at some point, Gobital will just be like, All right, keep up. We don't want to lose you now. And he will lead the way. Um, kind of. You guys don't necessarily need to have like a marching order or anything like that. There is no path, but uh, you have have the one with the corgi sort of in the middle. So the half elf with the corgi is sort of in the middle of y'all keeping count. And then the tiefling with the Alaskan Malmoot is at your back, your rear, keeping y'all in check. And you guys are effectively surrounded, but... Not, it's not hostile, it's more like a safety precaution type of thing. uh oh, yes. And over the course of traveling, whether or not you would you choose to make small talk, you will find uh the the tiefling. Uh, they will introduce themselves as Chalice, and their um partner is Daisy, the big fluffy Alaska Malmut, and then the half elf is Dina, and the corgi's name is Pete.
5: Um, Patrice. How- Sorry.
1: No, no, oh, no, wait. No. Um
0: uh wh- one more thing. Pete's as in feats, but but she couldn't she 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 calls the feats Pete's. Uh it's also Pete's with a Z.
5: Um Patrice would have asked nicely to pet
1: the corgi.
0: Uh the cor yeah, uh you know we'll basically just pick the corgi up, Pete's up, and just go, yeah, a lot of you know, a lot a lot of you folk seem to really like the small ones, huh? And she'll just hold out her dog for you to, to, to to pet. So this Corgi is effectively looking like a hot dog, just hanging, <laughs> happy to be here.
1: Mm-hmm,
5: mm-hmm. Yes, Patricia would be like, well, yes, of course. Have you seen how adorable?
0: Oh, kind of. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you've never seen Pete's in a battle before, but I mean, I mean, Pete's is pretty friendly. Oh, I love Pete's. Also has a little instead of like a collar or anything. It's just like one of those one of those bandanas around. Neckies,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Pete's just have. Pete's also has um, the equivalent of little armor on. For the record, so you know, Pete's me- is here. Pete's means fucking business. All the dogs have armor on it, though. Um, the bigger ones, so Gobeta's, uh wolf dog and uh, Daisy, the Alaskan Malmut, they both have um, what appears to be like saddles. They are, they are, they are like definitely mounted dogs. Uh, you can only imagine what the fuck pizza's is. I love it. A frat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything y'all one, would like to do? Or are you good? Something to hold my wife's hand. Ab- <laughs> absolutely <laughs> fucking <laughs> loosely. 1st and foremost, Daisy is the equivalent of like a kid in kindergarten or something when the teacher asks for help to move the chairs and then one kid has like six of them on to show that they're like a big strong kid. This is Alice with the fucking suitcases with the luggage that you might have brought. It's not much luggage, but this is Alice totally carrying all of it, plus her adventuring gear, plus Cleo's adventuring gear. Oh, no, baby, I can carry my own stuff. The answer about the names for the dogs and stuff, by the way, is not long at all. I have a list of names for specific dogs because I am compensating for something. So so Pete's was like, yes, gotta take. It. Um but yes, you can definitely hold your wife's hand. Uh, in fact, Alice will be the the first one to kind of ask some questions. So it's a lot of general questions like how's how's um the terrain in general? How is the village doing at all? Uh where to go next, is there any customs they need to know beforehand? For 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 for, for Patrice, you would straight up know that uh, like the clans of Shangdu are pretty, um, I wouldn't say hostile, but because the the kingdom of Shangdu has been so traditionally rooted in its um, beliefs and in its current systems, when they meet outsiders and new people, it's sort of like you are expected to adjust to them which isn't a bad thing per se, especially when you realize that they have some of the best balances between uh, spiritualism and traditions and, and even modernism. It's, it's a good mix. It's just uh, where you're from, which is the eastern side, y'all took it up a notch. Y'all went mm-hmm. and change everything, but like it's not really changed, hence how you live inside trees and stuff like that. The trees are alive and well. They are not dead. They are still housing spirits and whatnot, and they are still doing the jobs that all trees have in terms of providing oxygen. It's just you turn them into shelter, uh, <laughs>
1: livable, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and it's it's a very codependent, coexisting type of thing, a, a symbiotic relationship. There you go.
5: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do want to say, by the way, just because Patrice has uh, something to prove, uh, I want them to be like also ahead of the group, but also just like moving around as swiftly and definitely as anyone else, if not more just to like, like be a show off to these new people. I think they can't travel well while dressed nicely.
0: Oh yeah. No, you probably have no, no trouble at all moving in this terrain, which I will say impresses some of the clansmen. just because there is stigma. There is definitely stigma based on where you're from and mm-hmm. they can tell where you are from. So you have mm-hmm. impressed some straight out. You definitely have not impressed like like Gobata, who's like, please, I'm half your height and I can do this like way faster. <laughs> so like it's mm-hmm. it's it's you know it's 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 there, but it's not. And and they are from the dog clan, so they if you think you have something to prove, they have to continuously prove if that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh if everybody would like to make a perception check. Uh, go for it. This is completely optional. Uh, and while this is happening, Alice will uh, or rather Gobita will speak up and say I will say though, there uh, it's been a little rough these past few weeks. There's been um, and well we don't want to freak you guys out or anything but uh, we, we have been having attacks from the Unborn. We are right beside the Underdark Mountains so it does make sense, you know, we're pretty sure they're coming from somewhere, I mean. But uh, it's been very small, nowhere near the village, uh, so y'all will be safe, or as safe as can be. Uh, it's mostly just the open roads and anywhere near the mountains. So we've got that those areas rather secure, but I thought I'd let you know since, you know,
6: out of character and possibly in character depending on your answer. Uh who are the unborn again?
0: You can say this uh regardless uh I think everybody would actually know a little bit about them. Uh in terms uh, I'll get to your perceptions after this then. Uh so the unborn are essentially a true universal threat. They are the creations of mortals. So people like all of you who essentially want to ascend to godhood but go about it in very very wrong ways and so they get overwhelmed and their bodies mutate and they become these creatures they are sentient they are they they can be smart or uh intelligent which would be very dangerous uh but for the most part they are essentially please think sort of like zombie slimes of, of just single-minded ambitions. Some people will, well, not some people. They're not people. Some unborn will straight up want to eat, and only eat. Others want everything. You know, it's it's it's. Uh, they can have different ambitions. and majority of the time, it's quite single-minded. But if they were to attack you, they would be looking to consume you, and therefore you become one. And that is everyone's, That is a universal problem. That is something that um, every single country is kind of dealing with. Uh, right now, the main source of where the undead, not the undead, <laughs> of the unborn um, are hidden, are unfortunately trapped inside the Underdark Mountains, which you, you also use for travel uh, and you also use for trade. But they are trapped inside and underneath, and the trains are built on top in a way. They go, the trains go through the mountains, but the best way to put it is that everybody knows where they're kind of conglomerated, and so the trains are safe. Unless you decide to blow up the train or something like that. Uh, yes, and for your perception rolls, Boshi, you will just be like, this is a forest or a jungle. I'm a little sweaty. Everyone else, though, so you pretty much hit it. Uh, the the nat 20, you'll, you see it I'll just say you see it before anyone else, but um, you see trees rustling, not falling apart, not breaking. Though you can hear like fallen leaves get crunched or branches and sticks on the ground be snapped as something very large is headed your way. The rest of you will notice it as well. And um, at first, everybody, your your three clansmen are are kind of they grab hold of their weapons. But you will notice, everybody else (laughs) with your high perception rolls, you would notice that the dogs are not worried at all, nor are they flinching. And it takes maybe a matter of a couple seconds afterwards for you to see that's just a juvenile-aged elephant. A teenage elephant with a little backpack and paints. And Patrice, you know her.
5: Patrice, loudly with glee. Rudabega, you're here, and just goes and just like like goes to hug them. Friend,
0: Rudabega will will hug you back with her trunk, um, give you a nice squeeze, and um, you will notice the 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 three clansmen. They put their weapons back immediately, like they never drawn it, and they simply give a very law large and respectful bow towards the elephant and. Rutabaga expectantly gives them a knowing look <laughs> and they are able to move, stand up straight again.
5: Uh Patricia look at them, just like, oh, yes, um, this is my kind friend, Vega. Um, oh, this is. Yes, yes, dear, yes. This, this I, I spoke to you about them, but you haven't got to meet them yet. Yeah, the I, I,
3: I don't know how I never connected that they were an elephant. <laughs> you
5: know? I probably never actually said that,
3: I'm thinking on
5: it. I don't think you ever did. Yes, there and there. Um, and then <sighs> Patrice is going to be like, "Oh, oh no, Rutabe, I'm sorry, I don't have any peaches right now." He's going to look at everyone else. Does anyone have any peaches? I'll
0: the answer is no
1: answer answers. No. Do you think
0: uh, so? I'm not going to lie. Rutabaga mm-hmm. um gives you a look that's just like, of course you don't have peaches. But then we'll look at Clem and um. <laughs> Specifically, Clem's hair.
5: Oh, uh, oh and- that, 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 little, little bit. no! No, no. Yes, no, no, yes, no, no. Yes. No, no. no that's, <laughs> that, that's that's my partner's sister. That's uh, sibling, cousin,
3: brother. Oh, I mean, she, she can, she can, it, it, she could be tossed about a bit. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not.
0: Clem, Clem, you have a you have an elephant before you.
3: I have, I have wild empathy.
0: I'll give the elephant some of my fruit hair. Uh, for for me, do you want to roll like a D six plus two to see how many orange clementines? Yeah, you have mm-hmm. in your hair. All right, I have four. Amazing. So, um, are you just gonna pull one out and? Was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna, um, gonna be like, I was gonna tell the elephant
3: you have to shake the tree to get them down.
0: <laughs> stop. Well, uh, well, uh, as you as you pull it out, um, you definitely hear a. Free, free at last! I'm free. And then, um, Rutabega very gently and very sweetly, actually, will take uh the clementine for you. It's the equi- The gentleness is the equivalent of. Have you ever like seen those videos, successful videos of the dogs with eggs,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that? Yeah, or or those TikToks where it's like you may have a bite, but gentle. You have to be gentle. It's like that. It's very very. Very 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 um soft, honestly. And um she she will take uh the, the clementine from you and eat it. Just straight in mouth.
5: Oh. oh Patrice will be like Th- thank you. That I, I I appreciate that. I just assumed that was gonna hurt. Sorry, that's why it's okay. It
4: it doesn't do you want one too?
5: I no. No. Um I shan't. Um
3: Yeah, it's probably a good idea. <laughs>
5: Uh, but thank you. and uh Patrice is gonna uh like climb up and sit on uh, Rudebagaga.
0: She allows you to do so,
5: <laughs> yes, yes
0: and um for for you, Clem, um, you will actually receive uh, she, she, you see Rutabagaga actually um shove her trunk into one of like the little bags that's that that she carries on her side. And you will will receive a, what appears to be a very smooth, shiny, um, rock. But upon closer inspection, it's actually, uh, how do I say? It's actually, uh, like a quartz, I guess you could say. But it's
1: smooth.
0: smooth. It is smooth. Like a smooth quartz. I will say thank you and pocket it. That's right. Rutabaga knows how to, how to trade. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, as as you um all continue to travel, you will get, a, you in particular priest will get a, quite a few looks once, it, like as you're used to, as uh, Gobata just goes, you're, f- you're friends with an elephant?
5: Uh, yes, you aren't.
0: Oh, I just respect the keepers. I mean, like, not to say that this is disrespect, we just don't see a lot of elephants roaming solo.
5: Mm, yes, no, they're, they're a very good friends.
0: Well, hey, I mean, we're always ready for for the curse to show up. So we, if she just dis- if she wants to come into the village, we're not going to stop her. Good to hear. To hear. Are they an artist?
5: Yes. Yes. You see the you see the paints on the side. Um, yeah. While I was while I was with my mentor, um, I was teaching Rutabaga, you know, how to be, you know, gentle but swift. And you know, I did that with painting, and so they were able, they
6: painted with me.
4: But it's paint. you that is wonderful. You can mean.
6: talk to
3: elephants.
4: No, but bullshit. Right? <laughs> I mean,
3: I can talk to elephants, sort of. I can kind I?
4: Have been interpreters.
3: Kind of, you know, it's kind of like a thing, like a druid thing. It's like I, I don't, I don't know if talking is really the word, but like you know, I can talk with an animal, and we can like vibe. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm you know, sometimes they can answer, not all the time, only if they want to. <laughs> uh, but you know, I can at least be sure that they understood what I'm saying.
5: Patrice's eyes are so big, just like you could talk to
1: you, now.
3: possibly. Ruta Vega wants to talk to me.
5: That is a GM question.
0: I mean, like, at, the best way to put it is that you can tell Ruta Vega is paying attention to your conversation, mm. so. What? But what I am trying to understand is: Are you trying to use a spell, or is this a thing uh, that, you I have, have that you auto know have, how to
1: talk?
3: I have wild empathy. That's why I said that. Like, um, I have a connection with creatures of the natural world that allows me to communicate with them on a rudimentary level.
0: Okay, um, and I didn't know what wild empathy did. I was like, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh,
3: I can kind of talk with them. I can, uh, and if I meet a creature in a wild, it will at least let me make my case before. Uh, before trying to attack me. Oh, okay. Uh, so,
0: so she can't really like she can't talk, converse back the way that I'm conversing back. Way, it, right? Uh, right?
3: I can, and I, I, you know, I can have a conversation, but it's not going to be in depth. It's gonna be rudimentary. Like I, it, I feel like it's probably more of like feelings and stuff. Like, yeah, that, gonna, like, that's
0: what I'm trying. Yeah, like mm. uh, it's not like speak animals where no, she will speak, speak back to you in 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 essentially common, um, mm. but. It's yeah, like if talking
6: would... to a pokemon.
0: Yeah, that's, that's yeah. basically what it is. If you want to, excuse me, you can. You can mm. tell she's honestly in in general everyone can tell that she's she's intelligent. She is mm. paying attention to this conversation. Uh, y'all just witnessed her trade essentially for a clementine. So she's aware. Yeah. Well,
4: I'll talk to her about painting even if she can't necessarily talk back
0: the normal way. I will still try to infer her emotions as we discuss painting. For yeah. you, Ferris, if you would like to roll a nature or performance, I would allow or survival. And as for you, Aubrey, if you wish mm. to have some sort of a conversation, like you kind of have to be the one to start the conversation.
3: I, I, I didn't really need to like role play it out or anything, but you know, oh, I, I, I will converse and like get the vibes. Uh, uh, what-
0: but like what like what are you conversing about what's the topic we don't need to role play this yeah. out it's just i was like... like i was
3: suddenly just like what is the topic i i, I don't know it's probably if like I, I would probably ask patrice if there was anything they wanted to know before cuz Pyro's just like yeah no i just kind of talk to animals sometimes it's just a thing uh but if there was a thing that patrice really wanted to know uh you know maybe talk it out with Rutabaga. Bagan.
5: Um Patrice would ask like, could you could you ask them if they like anything else besides peaches?
3: Sure. Yeah, I will definitely ask them uh, preferences. Talk to them about food. It'll probably start with food preferences and then just food in general.
0: Uh well based on your wild empathy, you will know mm-hmm. that um peaches are mm-hmm. a favorite, uh and and just kind of their general thing, but they really like fruits in general. So mm. like as she kind of tries to converse with you, uh, and yes, you mostly get like feelings and stuff, she's also mm. straight up gesturing to like to gesture to Clem, who is mm. all orange <laughs> essentially, oh, yeah. or Clementines. And uh, if there's like wild berries, you see her gesture to that, um as well. And you 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 will get the vibe that she very much likes sweet things as well. Uh and uh when you start talking about food in general though Um, that's when she gets, um, she's curious because it's sort of like, okay, but what is that? And then you try to describe the dish in general when it comes to meat dishes. I mean, she doesn't eat meat, right? So describing flavors to her is, is what gets her very curious, uh, because she doesn't, she has no exposure to those besides possibly smell. Um, and, uh, for you, Cleo, your role is low but you are charading the fuck out of this. You know, you're you're moving your arms. You're trying to maybe form some sort of visual with your body alone. And uh, Aubrey, you can pick up on this in, in general. You can tell that Rutabaga is nothing, if at least amused. There is just this little, there is a rock woman going at it, <laughs> trying to talk about art. And Rutabaga understands that it is about art. And rutabaga is smart enough to infer that Cleo really likes art. Um, <laughs> and, and, and Cleo, the best way to put it is that at some point, rutabaga will shift through the bag and pull out um, these. It it's it sticks of like chalk, colored chalk and charcoal. And you could assume that's how rutabaga likes, what rutabaga likes to use the most. Just like straight up. <laughs> Draw. Rudebega may also gesture to the art on on their body, and you can also assume that paint is something that they can probably use a lot. Uh, I will say they like bright colors. These are some very nice bright colors. You got pinks, purples, yellows, oranges, all that stuff. of color. You get a nice. T- oh fuck! But- I hit my mic, and it it hit my titties. <laughs> um, uh, you will get a a an ex like a like a like a excited toot toot from their from their trunkers, mm-hmm. and uh, un- unless there's anything else, you guys have a rather pleasant uh, and somehow impactful hike through
1: <laughs> through
0: the thick mm-hmm. thick jungle.
5: Yeah, but, uh, this does not have to be played out. I'll just Patrice just be like telling Rutila really what happened since just you know, just like. At at first they've been sitting like with it like, you know, normally, but then they will just like lie down on top of them while looking up and just like talking to Rutabaga for the rest of the travel.
0: Yeah, nice and chill. Uh you get the feel it you get the feeling that I mean like Rutabaga was just chilling, honestly. The vibes are completely chill. And she's she is very good at figuring out where you are and you can only infer based on your background that elephants are magical, so that that really is just it anybody from shangdu looks at an elf and goes full of magic and you're not necessarily wrong (laughs) yeah yeah uh so it's 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 a few it's a couple hours it's not it's a it's a pretty pretty um hefty hike honestly uh the terrain doesn't help and if you were not wearing appropriate footwear your feet probably quite hurt uh and you don't really take any breaks if i'm being a hundred percent honest uh the clansmen are quite keen on taking you to the safety of their village and have kind of just went, well, this is the jungle and you had days to prepare. That's their kind of vibe, you know, very, uh, mm. very, they're not empathetic to your herdy feeties.
3: Uh <laughs> you know? probably at some point, like, uh wild shapes and, uh, you know, gets up that way.
0: That's, that is fine.
3: Mm. Uh, whatever, whatever animal might be best in this environment. I don't know, like a goat. Goats like mountains.
0: You're not climbing up a mountain. You're no. in a jungle.
3: Jungle. Yeah. So, I don't know. For some reason my brain went to mountain and at, I just went I don't know where I got mountain from. Uh, so yeah, yeah, definitely uh, jungle cat.
6: Mm-hmm. Fire jungle. jungle cat. Ooh, that fire. sounds like fun. I'll go fire. with you. Mm-hmm. I'll uh Hoshi will finally use her animal form uh to turn into a fox and follow along with less fire. Yeah. The
0: best. Yeah, the best way to put it is that the fire cat, definitely, you get a growl or two from the dogs, but that is simply because they are from the dog clan and you chose to be a cat. Uh, That's fair. And, um,
3: I probably didn't think about it, but somebody's like, you chose to be a cat, and she's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense.
0: And uh, you, Hoshi, you get no growls, you get a couple, like like, the dogs will definitely take notice of you. Uh, but it's it's sort of like, okay, they're counting you now as a fox kind of vibe. They're not mystified, you know? <laughs> These dogs are also quite well-trained, if you haven't noticed. They are very, um, God, honestly, the well-trained is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, your arrival to Dogtown. Now, many of you are probably expecting, like, straight up a village in the middle of the... However, the, the rush of a waterfall is what you hear first and uh, as you kind of come upon a clearing of sorts that is where you see the village and ma- majority of shangdu runs like this in which they make use of the environment around them as to not accept, uh, to not uh, upset it or um dismantle it in any way and so they have taken essentially this waterfall and its uh, it's uh, lake like Clearing in a way, and have essentially molded it to fit their village's needs. So the entirety of Dogtown is built around this hidden lake and waterfall. Uh, you probably wouldn't have run into it on your own. It's quite well out of the way, uh, as you guys had to hike th- through the jungle rather than any of the possibly cleared paved roads, and uh, this. You will notice uh, thick, high tents, rather large huts looking like things, uh, stone houses. It's very natural and very, very, you know, it's surprisingly packed. It's quite a healthy size for a village. Honestly, village is an understatement of what it could be, hence the name Dog Town. You will also find the dog part. Very, very truthful as the ratio of humanoids, mortals, whatever, to dogs is like two to one. You are vastly outnumbered by dogs. In fact, for every person, there's at least two to three more dogs that you can see. And everybody seems to be working, not working, but like living in quite a nice, harmonious lifestyle. You all are led up, Waterfall. Essentially, you're not getting wet and traveling upwards like the Pokemon move waterfall, but rather you will be walking up a stone path that kind of circles upwards to where the cliff ends of the waterfall uh, begin. And uh, as you walk through it, you will get looks. You will be noticed by several guard dogs. Some might even hiss or growl at you. They don't bark or anything, but. These dogs are quite prepared, the best way to put it. They are definitely more hostile than their uh, neighbors, their mortal neighbors. But the mortal neighbors are also looking at y'all ready for a fight as well. You are seven unknown people and you are you all smell like the city, uh, uh, the best way for me to put it.
5: How are people reacting to rutabaga?
0: Rutabaga? Um... Rutabaga is not stopped. Rutabaga can go wherever she pleases. You might even see some kids kind of run up to Rutabaga to like touch her, to touch her sides, her legs and whatnot. And she's, she might like pat a kid here and there um, before the kids are kind of swept away by their like parents or whatever. But Rutabaga is an elephant and elephants are, in Shangdu are regarded very, very highly. She can do as she pleases. They just simply make space, make room. And Vega is more so keeping with the group. She's not wandering off or anything. She is traveling up this this uh, waterfall path with you. But the dogs are specifically targeted towards the rest of you. Mm-hmm. To you party folk, honestly. Not Rutabaga. Rutabega doesn't have any hostility towards her whatsoever. Yeah. So you are all brought into this small man-made cave-like area in the waterfall. It's sort of like the waterfall is the entrance in a way, but uh, once again, you don't have to like cross through water, so you're not getting wet. The waterfall is almost like a curtain, and um, inside this semi-cave, it's Not dark due to like natural light, like holes in said areas and whatnot. And of course, where the waterfall is. Uh, but notably, there are several tapestries and old looking weapons strung up on the walls in, in, and, uh, once you reach essentially what you can assume is like the throne room, you see behind, it's like right behind the, the, the throne is just this wall. Of white fur. And uh, sitting on the throne. You will definitely notice the dog queen. And she sits on this large throne. Ordained with several mismatched furs of different animals. And cloaks. And also what appears to be different kinds of animal teeth or bones. The khan herself is quite small and feral looking. She's a half-elf and uh, her hair is black, short, very wild and messy. Her body is covered in several scars, but most notably her arms are covered in like different henna tattoos and her fingertips are also quite henna-stained. So you can, you know, assume she's done it herself. And she is very, very noticeably armed to the teeth and wears a fur cloak and sitting right by her feet so as you don't see the steps really is this large white wolf with only a single bright blue eye and standing beside her are two large very intimidating women that you can also assume are her wives. if you would like to make perception checks Religion checks or society checks, I will allow it. Society checks. The Daw Queen, however, once she kind of notices you, or rather while she visually notices, she's noticed your presence for a while, but visually, she will look towards you, sit more comfortably uh, back in her throne, and simply wait. And it's... Alice first who kind of drops to uh takes a knee rather and, and offers mm. like a bow of her head. Uh Cleo for you. She uh, Alice will gently kind of take your hand so you kind of know as what to do. Uh,
3: and seeing Alice do that Pyro will quickly follow.
5: Uh, I Patrice would definitely follow. I feel like maybe Patrice wouldn't already but would definitely follow
0: Yeah, Patrice you 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 know you know what it's like you you don't have let's say courtly graces or anything but this is a con and you know how cons are respected and treated you know what i mean <laughs> mm-hmm. okay okay what
2: does dubious knowledge do uh it gives me a piece of real knowledge and a piece of fake knowledge but it doesn't trigger on crit fails oh okay good to know uh Clem did you want to make any rolls
0: no i'm good okay, okay. uh and that's Everyone. All right. So for perception, ro- perception rolls. Aubrey's yours. A perception roll.
3: Uh, yeah, minus perception.
0: On a perception roll, you guys will simply notice that there are somewhere in the distance. It's rather masked off by um, the sounds of the waterfall, but you're pretty sure you hear puppies. 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 And not not one or two, like an army. You don't know where they are though, but you can hear them in the walls.
3: Pyra, Pyra's like, dogs? Dogs?
0: <laughs> Pyra, are you still a cat? You still uh, a no,
3: cat uh, the, the, the cat would have only lasted, I think, at max, like, 30 minutes.
0: Okay, um, other things you would notice, um, so one of the tall women, actually both tall women, the one standing behind the, the wives, you will notice certain features about them. In general, for everyone, the women off to, uh, Dog Queen's left is tall and basically cat-like, and she's notably the only one that has a tiger by her side. And her hair is long, it's tied back in a high ponytail, exposing a rather large scar on her face that's covered by an eye patch. And you will also notice simple things like she's carrying a spear, and uh, there's perhaps a moon or two tattooed on her shoulder. The woman on her right is tall and even taller and even beefier, like a brick wall. And uh, the best way to put it is that she is not hiding the fact that she very much worships Sitaro. Society checked. Um, Cleo, you got a 14, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, the best way to put it is that you already know certain bits and pieces about The dog queen, as dog queen, is just rather famous, and you are a high society woman. But other than what's already kind of been spoken of, that's what you know, or that's what you notice. Hoshi, you in particular, you can actually kind of pick up a couple of things. You can assume that the cat-like woman is Mara of the Tiger Clan, hence the tiger that is there, and um, you would. Probably also know a little bit about Mara. Specifically, she's one of the best warriors to come out of the Tiger Clan in the last somewhat decades. And uh, she, she and Dog Queen were bitter rivals for a while until Mara essentially abdicated the right of conhood because she simply wanted to be a part of the Dog uh, Clan. So she, like, moved clans, but basically went, I don't want rights here anymore. Uh, and the big beefy one is Yue. And you definitely would have read that this was Dog Queen's most trusted general and friend fought in the front lines of the war, especially, um, and just a fun bit of lore, because I think you as a bard would definitely know the story of basically namari going uh namari is the name of dog queen by the way um of uh namari going i'm gonna get crowned today and then i'm gonna marry this woman five minutes later and she basically made one giant day of it <laughs> which is something cons do not do so she kind of went and updated the status quo specifically despite the other cons to <laughs> Do cons
4: not get married, or do cons not get married and crowned on the same?
0: Cons do not get married and crowned on the same day. The best way to put it is that uh, be to to become a con, it's like a giant coronation celebration. You know, you get you get um, it's a huge rite. It's it's a lot of tradition, and Shangdu is all about tradition. And Namari kind of just went, but oh, fuck all them bitches, <laughs> you know. She did it twice, Stop technically. That. Yeah, She went and married her enemy, too, so it's, you know, it's gay. Dark Queen okay. will, yes, Um, Dark Queen will take notice of, uh, majority of you have knelt, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And, um, Dark Queen will smile. And it is the best way to put it, it is teethy. And you will look up and say, Stand! Rise! I wanna see what well, with the city dragged. You all have a smell to you. Pardon me. Just very, uh, overwhelming.
3: Ira does like the thing slightly where she just like sniffs her shirt. <laughs> it's like,
0: no, no, you don't stink of sweat or anything. Though I do oh, smell okay. that on you, but I smell that off of everyone. You just smell like the city oil and a lot more other people a dead giveaway around these parts, but uh it's hard to get that kind of stink off of you, so I'm
4: not going to hold it against you. Um, I will stand up and take off the box after you're in it. The person we're supposed to bring it to. Um, yeah. And kind of take one step forward and just present the box. Great con we have brought to you. Request us.
0: Yes, yes, you have good job. And when when you open it um you will see the the wives in particular kind of take a deep breath sort of you know this is this is uh a rather i've mentioned the ritualistic uh this in nature um that is only further confirmed by their reaction and it's not just them you would get a few from other uh mortal guards that are there you know just a subtle taken aback in a way but it's more so in awe that it is within their presence but the dog queen however looks about as impressed as um the equivalent of of watching your kid <laughs> in soccer practice and then they fail but you have to act impressed it that is that is dog queen on bated breath but she still keeps her rather toothy grin up. She'll kind of look at the very big, beefy wife, Yue, and show her her hand. Yue immediately takes a step down, and Cleo. she is so much bigger now that she is right beside you. Like, Alice is tall and rather beefy and built. Pyra is tall and rather beefy and built. Alice and Pyra could each be an individual arm on Yue. Yue makes Dumisa look like like Sponge Cake. Okay. And uh you will notice a rather bestial Bestial? Bestial? Bestial. Yeah, that's it. Uh presence upon Yue. I won't say feral. She's quite pin- she's quite tame. But that is that is her. And she will very gently actually take the uh, scepter out of the box. You would notice that she actually doesn't even want to touch the box per se. She's simply just doing her best to only touch the item and take it out. And she inspects it quite closely and gently as this is a fragile item before looking to up at her wife and giving her a nod. Queen will also give a nod. And she'll then put the item back in the box and uh she'll actually close it and uh give it back to you, Cleo. And Doc Queen will speak up and say, We'll let you keep that on you for now. As uh insurance? That's that's what it is. Yeah. You'll still be paid in full, as uh, as you did basically half of your job. No, two-thirds of your job. We would like you to come with us, of course, to Return it as um, you deserve the goddess's blessing as much as we would, if not more. I don't know if any of you are dedicated followers or not, but, uh, well, wouldn't you? Oh? Yes, I am. Oh, good for you. Huh. The rest of you, though, I pretty sure would love to have, uh, well, not love. There are benefits to having a blessing from the goddess of death, probably, though. Any case, oh yeah,
3: I didn't. can't hurt.
0: Any case, um, the village is open to you. We will not be leaving today. The we will be meeting the keepers though at the the temple, but it is not the right time. It will be in a couple days, give or take. So feel free to roam my village and make yourselves comfortable. Not at home, be that comfy here. Any questions? Comments? Concerns?
3: Mm-mm. No. Yeah, I, I'm good.
0: Keep your hands You're welcome. Couple things, though, before you leave. One, I'm going to need you all to... Hmm. How best to put it. Give an offering to our spirit guardian. Uh, I'll let you meet her real soon. Uh, and don't worry too much about the offering. The offering is simply your scent. I will also need you to swear to keep to your, we- your weapons close by, but not to draw them while within these walls. Don't harm any of the dogs. Don't harm any of the spirits. And, uh, well, the best way to put it is, should you break it, we have your scent. And I don't mind sending a really nice city manhunt for some tainted blood. Other than that, uh, I'm sure my captain has... Spoken of the unborn attacks, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, this village has never been directly attacked or invaded, so I would like to assure your safety. Uh, We are also in talk with the knights of the goddess Sarai, so you are extra safe if you care for it. Other than that, that's pretty much all you need to know, all you need to do. And we're good here, yeah?
3: Yeah, I think so.
0: Amazing. You, she points to Alice. We will talk payment uh, in a moment. The rest of you, I'm going to need you to meet Chobby. Follow me. And she just gets up. Uh, you will notice the large white dog or wolf that's at her feet when he stands. Is like double the size of the biggest dog you guys have seen here. Big and very big. And Dog Queen has zero trouble jumping on its back uh, to essentially ride. But you're not running per se. She's simply guiding you to where to go next. And you go to the back of the room where the giant white fur wall is. And Dog Queen simply pets it and goes. We have guests, Mother, and the wall moves, and it's no longer a wall, a huge hole, and the loud puppy noises flood the room immensely.
3: Pyra looks excited.
0: (laughs) And uh, Dog Queen uh, and uh, her large dog kind of walk through. Do you follow into the puppy room?
3: Yeah, Pyra uh, does. Of course. <laughs> yes. Yes. Pyra is right behind her. She's like puppies. I love puppies.
0: You get into this room, this puppy room, and uh, it, <laughs> the best way to put it is that it's another steep uh, slope on the way down that you're expected to walk all the way around. Mm. Uh, and um, just, it's almost like a well of sorts. There's lots of natural light coming into this room. There's Vines, trees flow out flowers of all sorts growing in it's a very natural, almost metal like oasis in this room, and there's even a like this lovely pool of water coming in through like what you can assume is like a waterfall, but it's like clear, it's so like not not clear as in it's like colorless like water or anything, but rather you can see like the bottom of it and in this and it's like this nice blue turquoise almost uh look to it and in the middle is the best way to put it is like if a titan had a pet dog it is the largest whitest wolf you've ever fucking seen and you can kind of infer that the large white wall is this giant wolf with um Some red paint around the eyes and on the forehead there is a sigil of some sorts on her. And she is humongous. She dwarfs um, Dog Queen's mount and she looks, the best way to put it, is wise and fucking deadly. And in front of her, the smallest army of puppies you've ever seen. Puppies of various dog breeds. Maybe a couple wolf breeds. Just so many puppies. When, when Dog Queen gets down, she's almost immediately attacked by the puppies. Uh, she, she stays on her mount, though her mount is also attacked by puppies. It's a puppy swarm. And then when you guys approach, uh, the minute you take a step down from the steps, so you're now so your feet are leveled, with the puppies, you are also attacked by puppies, mm-hmm. so please make a reflex safe.
3: I because want to fail. this
0: is <laughs> OK if Fire you choose, will fail.: you, If you <laughs> choose to fail, you will safely land on your butt yep. as you are now attacked by puppies. You're not some are playfully biting you. I'm not going to lie. they're puppies, they're probably teething. Mm. Others are so curious. There's another person.
3: Pyra, um, this is the best day of my life. Just
0: so many <laughs> puppies. There also are a couple other like humanoid guards here and there, like just to watch over the puppies, you can only mm. assume. But not gonna lie, uh they you don't need to necessarily make a perception rule for this. They have these weaved baskets, and inside the baskets are more puppies. And they are simply like trying to get the puppies you can assume used to their scent by selecting a few of them and keeping them really close. But now that most people have showed up, the puppies are basically just scrambling to get out because they are curious of all these new mm. scents and new people. Iris is
3: like, "Yes, yes, accept me as one of your own."
0: <laughs> uh, as for the, as for the, um, the ones, the best way to put it is that, uh, twenties and above, you are safe. You do not fall into the puppies. The puppies swarm you and try to climb up you, and you're kind of able to keep balance and steady. You can pick some up if you want to. Yes. Hitting Lots. as
4: many others.
0: Yep, just swarm of puppies. How so many, many puppies.
6: puppies can you hold in a single armful?
3: It's like, I'm going to figure this out.
6: for that? Don't <laughs> um, worry, I'm
0: going to worry, say, I'm gonna tell you. I'm going to say, if you would like to figure this out, you may roll a d20 and add one, because you can always hold two puppies. Unless otherwise, um, on special circumstances, not going to be ableist here. But uh, the recommended amount, I I would say, is two. So a minimum of two puppies. And then, uh, so...
3: I got 13.
0: 13.
5: Um, I I got... I rolled 19. Does that make a whole 20
6: puppies?
0: Yep, you have... You can hold 20 puppies.
6: Oh, Um, my goodness. Uh, So Hoshi has... Looks like 10.
0: mm -hmm. Um, As can hold 15 puppies. Cleo said 16. Clem, would you like to roll to see how many puppies you can hold? No, no thank you. Clem is just content. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm going to roll for Alice just because, you know, she'd definitely be holding a puppy. Might become a... Uh, probably. I be... <laughs> Let's see what happens. Uh, Alice can hold 14.
3: Like... <laughs> Iris is definitely just like, hmm, puppies. Looks at Nugget. You may have a sibling.
0: <laughs> oh, your animals are also being Loki swarmed, mm-hmm. by the way. Nugget, if <laughs> I hope Nugget is upon higher ground because if not, these puppies are after a chicken. Um, not to eat the chicken, but like they're puppies. Mm. They're here to play.
3: Uh, P- uh, Nugget was probably in the sash. So Nugget is on the ground with me. N-
0: Nugget getting getting <laughs> licked at, getting poked at. <clears throat> moof, Moof. Minerva is saved by the grace of God and the fact that she can fly. <laughs> Rutabaga also has been mm. down here. Rutabaga is also sworn by puppies. rutabaga is content
5: yeah and like legit like patrice would be standing up very calmly just grab the biggest handful of puppies which happens to be 20 and just standing like not just just content standing there armful of pups Mm. yep
0: you will look at dog queen who now also low-key has a basket of puppies um and will uh she will look at the rest of you and go um i like to hand raise these." Little ones as much as possible. I've pretty much trained or raised every single dog you see here. Had more dogs than people growing up. Oh, and she will pick up like one that the best way to put it is um they have white fur and uh, like flappy ears, like, like mm-hmm. a lab in a way. But the fur is kind of curly. And she'll just hold this one up like Simba and goes, but this one's my favorite. Precious. Oh, technically my niece in a way. And she's just going to look at the, the mount, like her, her giant wolf mount, and her giant wolf mount will look... The best way to put it is, you ever see a smug dog?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: Very smug dog. And you can assume that this is this one is their pup in some way, shape, or form. And Dog Queen just went, this is my favorite. <laughs> her name's Naga. Uh, she's going to get real big soon. And then she puts it back in the basket. And um, she will simply gesture to the even bigger wolf in the room and go, allow my, my Chubby to sniff you, essentially. It'll be a pretty generalized sniff since she's huge. Uh, and then afterwards, you can leave and uh, be free to roam the village. Yeah.
3: I really will do it without hesitation. Because she she has no plans to cause any problems, so therefore it's just like, yeah, no, sure.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm All right, so everybody's willing to be sniffed. So you all kind of step closer towards her and the closer you get, the more building-like this wolf feels. You are so dwarfed, it's not even um, how this wolf even got in here you can only assume it's really easy for her to jump upwards and outwards because of how just ridiculously big she is and uh she looks at you all long and hard before slowly dipping her head down towards you and the closer she gets the closer her jaws get and you all may f- feel to realize that uh she could totally just eat and you would be like the equivalent of a barely, bare, like like a fruit roll-up type of snack, you know? It's not filling at all, but you're possibly delicious. And you feel this gust of air kind of pull you upward as she takes the longest sniff of her life. Some of your hair may defy gravity for a second, and maybe they get even stuck kind of flowing up when once she's done.
3: My hair already defies gravity.
0: Your hair is fire. Yes. Yeah. The best way to put it is, it is momentarily extinguished. Yeah. You're bald for like five seconds.
3: And then just poof.
0: Yep. And then it poofs back. Uh. And uh, she moves. She moves back to her seated position. And then kind of. She doesn't flop over. She just continues to lie down, essentially, and watch over these puppies. And once you're done, Dog Queen gives you guys. A long look and goes, why are you still here?
5: I don't know.
6: <laughs> no reason. Handful of <laughs>
3: ten puppies.
0: Make sure you leave them and then leave. You're not being forced to stay here.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, I, I'm the happiest when I'm with animals.
0: I will relax down all my base.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: All good pets. And yep. Miss Alice, who I guess has to stay and talk to the
0: dog queen. And just... Drag myself at it. Of- yeah. Uh, as you guys leave, Dog Queen will simply say, uh, My wife will show you to your lodge. Um, don't cause any trouble. We'll let you know when we need you. I will say, though, Cleo, um, Alice has to stay behind, but you will immediately hear or see Alice kind of say, Did um, you sell your puppies? <laughs> yes. And if someone. I'll how send much? her a message
4: I leave and just be like, Really
0: cute.
3: Pick up. Look at Nugget and be like, "Don't worry, I still love you."
0: As y'all leave, you hear Dog Queen say, "Yeah, sometimes." <laughs> <laughs> and you are, you are, you're not really escorted out um, per se. Uh, as you unfortunately have to climb back up the slope, uh, and <laughs> and you will find uh, you'll find Mara waiting for you guys with her rather large tiger and. She's got her spear in hand, but, but she's gonna she's it looks like she's leaning on it like a walking stick. And she'll just look at you all and go, Well, did enjoy the puppy room? Very
3: much. I mean, yeah. Honestly, how can you not love puppies?
0: I'm a cat There's, person.
3: I mean I I I guess as a druid I, I kinda love all animals.
0: Good for you. Well, uh, you guys got your own little hut this way. If you'll follow me. Further inside uh, the village But well, yeah. Oh, um, a rule of thumb, because I'm pretty sure she forgot to mention this. We have an open door policy simply because our dogs like to roam and don't know what boundaries are. So that's if a dog true. walks in, the dog is in.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's fine.
0: Amazing. Would you like to make any small talk with her as she escorts y'all to essentially where you will be staying?
3: I
4: think I'm all right. I would. <laughs> we don't have to actually do the small talk, but Cleo would
0: definitely. Reverse. Oh, okay. Like, like just generalized small talk.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't actually have anything specific uh, in mind, but yes.
6: So I Hoshi has heard the songs, but how does someone from the cat tribe end up with the dog tribe? Maybe I want to make some songs of my own.
0: Are you asking? Her
6: yeah, yeah. All right.
0: Okay, cool. Um, well you'll see well first of all you'll see Mara just give you a nice big old grid and she'll just go, Ever read anything called like enemies to lovers trope? Because that's literally what happened. The best way to put it is that as a teenager, I guess I thought fighting another teenager for like a decade was a good idea. It's not and she kind of gestures to her eye. But um, well, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of like power in a way. Oh, that's pretty weird. Mm, that kind of outs me, doesn't it? Never mind. Well, yeah, no, it does. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like thinking of it. I'm like, shit, wait a minute. Uh, Mara will also explain specifically the lovely intricacies of conhood. Hood, uh, if you would like it.
6: I'm. I'm just imagining the song now. She thought she took my eye, but really, she took my heart.
4: (laughs) Yeah, let's go.
0: Oh, God, that was good. That was good. Um, Mara will um, also mention specifically that uh, Dog Queen is nothing if but efficient. So all of this, where everything you see was kind of definitely hand-built by her. Um, quote-unquote hand-built. She did not build like, you know, the fucking waterfall or anything, but um, she did steal it. Or, not steal, but win it through combat. Mm -hmm. And it is, everything is quite the impressive feat. And you can, you definitely don't sense hostility from Mara at all. Uh, And and you don't sense any malicious intent per se, especially when she talks about dog Queen. So uh, I definitely don't want you to think that this wasn't like a con- like a non-consensual or arranged marriage or anything. She one hundred percent chose this. They both are pretty into it. Um, it and uh, and yeah. Is there any other small talk you would like to? A friendly. Oh, the best way to put it is that. Uh, do you want to roll actually? Mara quite loves her. Work.
5: Uh, okay. <laughs> oh no. Oh roll no. Wife, please.
0: It would just be, um, I would say maybe um, regular d20 roll, but add your charisma, like your charisma okay, modifier. Okay,
4: okay, that's my good thing. I'm also going to give myself guidance.
0: Oh, yeah, I can't, I can't fault you on that, okay? You hate me. Come on, Dice, this is for the gayness. <clears throat> it's okay. I rolled very low. <laughs> oh, you win. You win. Um, the best way to put it is uh, Mara goes into detail about how much she admires, or rather how much she loves her, her wife's strength and determination, and the fact that her wife is very good with the pups, and that's kind of cute. Is there anything in particular you would like to go into in your wife off?
4: Yes, um, my wife is stylish, and she is strong, and she is uh, pretty, and she is smart. And she is loyal and devoted and has very good eye for art. Um, also, she is capable of <clears throat> pulling off a heist all by herself. Um, and she owns a train, I think.
0: And she's just the best. As you wish to join the wife off. I would like to join the wife off also. Okay, if you want to join the wife off, then everybody. Then, then I will allow it under the the rules of um, Cleo and, and Mara get to reroll because this becomes a triple wife off. <laughs> Fair. We'll put, it's well, like, yeah. the the best way to put it is that a new round has started and there are more <laughs> things to admire about your wives. Yeah, and- I'm gonna use my hero point here. <laughs> <laughs> Cast items again. I'm also gonna use my hero point. <laughs> oh
2: yeah! Hero point for the win. Okay. Okay. We have to take the second one, right?
0: Yes, you have to take
2: your your reroll. Well, that was a natural one for a total of four. Oh 22! no! <laughs> <laughs>
1: what
0: what did you say, Cleo? Twenty two. Okay, um, Mara got um like a seven. Okay, so yeah. as what would you like to to talk about about Clem?
2: Uh, I think I start talking about how like dashing they are and all the adventures they go on, and then I get sort of distracted. Um, just sort of thinking about her, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and then Mara immediately jumps in and goes, "She's not your wife yet, right?" Well,
2: no, but mm. disqualified. disqualified. <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
3: There's the reason why Pyra and Az didn't get into, or Pyra and uh, Patrice didn't get into it, because we're true. like, we're not married. Yeah, Mar- even though Mar- I rolled a natural twenty.
0: Yeah, but you're not in. You didn't say you wanted in.
5: I know. I just I rolled. I was like, God damn it!
0: Damn, you would have won. Anyways, um, and then and then and then Mara yells, disqualified, and you see her tiger nod, like you're disqualified <laughs> by under their <laughs> um circumstances, and um, and then Mara will go a little bit further in, uh, some more. Mara will um be like, okay, so like I thought she was like you know just this scrawny, useless, dumbass. Kid, but you know, now she's my scrawny, useless, dumbass wife. And Cleo, you notice she said dumbass twice, and therefore you win because you would never ever say Alice is a dumbass. Oh, I can even add to that because our
4: love is fading in the stars because we were separated across time and yet fate brought us together. That she
0: was the first person I met in this new world. And she was the last. Very, very quietly, you hear Mara say, Like the portrait of a lady in love. Oh, have you seen it? <laughs> yeah! All the <laughs> time! Ta- well, <laughs> the one time I ever went to the city, that's the one thing I wanted to see. Isn't it marvelous? Yes, Um, it is. Um, it wasn't supposed
4: to be, but they did reward
0: <laughs> No way. Oh, yes, it is our favorite show in the whole, in the whole theater works. I can't get the Mari to sit and watch anything like that. She doesn't get it. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry for you. I could Yue and I go to watch these things all the time, but Namari but literally does not understand the concept of the theater. Perhaps if it
4: was more of a, a gladiator sort of a theater. Not she an actual killing, but perhaps, you know, simulated killing.
0: Yes, yes, that would, that those arena types of fights are what she's more interested in an
4: uh, orchestra in the background and someone to give fine speeches while we are fighting. You have a theater production, just, you know, a little more fake blood. Or real, yeah. healer on standby.
0: Yes, that's true, that's true. Hmm, perhaps I'll give it a go, another shot. For you, she should. She would. I mean, she... Well, I don't know if it isn't obvious, but it's not like she's a, a fan of gods and their works. Yui and I kind of got her to do this for us. Well, that's in the keepers. Keepers can't take all of the credit. But yes, that is essentially the gist of it. It's very just Even a small credit. That's correct. I really should give your whole group uh, my most respected thanks. This. We've lost a lot of things in general. Over time. Constant war. <laughs> Though we haven't been in wars uh, in about a decade, I'll give you that. But it's. Nice to see things. To have something, you know.
6: Did your wedding stop the fighting?
0: A bit. My my mother was not happy. Yeah, I will be. We don't have the best relationship with in-laws here, but we do have between our clans quite a comfortable peace, which is hilarious if you want to think about it. You know, dogs, cats, the. Poor clan, however, is just... Well, they were always big-headed, so... Uh, yes, if you need anything else, I am more than happy to be your guide around. I'll come and check up on you. Uh, in terms of food, well, we've got a few preserves inside your uh, your hut. You will all have to share, of course. And, uh, well, probably invite you to have dinner with me as well, as long as you don't mind the constant trek up we would be honored yeah lovely oh yes and your elephant well Mm -hmm. she has free roam of the place of course uh but is she staying with you are you staying with them (laughs) mara looks at (laughs) at rutabaga and then rutabaga looks at you (laughs) patrice
1: why of
5: course why wouldn't they
0: good to know good to know we just wanted to make sure she didn't have to open up a field or something for her
5: greatly it.
0: yes all right we have a bit of time is there anything you would like to do in town
3: i can't think of anything in particular explore and be gay yeah yeah,
1: yeah.
6: don't need to roleplay it but hoshi wants to go out and find the local establishments i assume that they must drink or something um, to find out more details about this couple because this seriously is going to make a great song.
0: You mean Either, you want to go to it like like a tavern equivalent, essentially?
6: Yeah, yeah, and get them to gossip about the uh, first ladies. Uh, what would the con equivalent of the first lady be?
0: They are both essentially first ladies, but um, they are also uh, like well-established warriors too. So they're also like war captains, generals guards it's everybody kind of has um a jack of all trades job sort of to say like you have to be able to to, uh, pick up the slack where it's needed and the con title is just jack of all trades but you also get to make decisions so (laughs) you're also technically the strongest in the in the entire village but that's that's just kind of assumed you know Though so there are records of Queen like 100% proving it, like like fact-checking it immediately. She can fact-check you right now if you really wanted to. <laughs> um, anything else anybody else wants to do besides getting more information on the couple? Because I can just give you, like, I'll make you roll for it, and then I'll give you more information.
3: No, I can't think, I can't think of anything Pyrus specifically wants to do other than just, you know, relax, enjoy time with uh, Patrice. Wait to see <laughs> what happens next. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and uh I heard two people say they just wanted to explore as well, correct? Yeah, so I'll wait for Alice. yes, Alice will essentially meet you at the hut um and she does have the the scepter, like the case of the scepter with her uh as as uh it is technically like a l like a quote unquote insurance if that makes sense and uh for the people who want to explore, did you want to r p any of that out or? just do a general exploration. I'm a just general. Fame. Okay, cool. Then I will say you are all able to you have essentially free roam of the the village. Though so if you try to leave the village, they will they will not let you leave. You're not held captive, but it's sort of like your job's not done here yet and you don't have sanction to leave. You do, however, have sanctioned to roam throughout this village. And it is quite a nice village. It's not rowdy in any way, though you might consider just all the dogs out and about to be kind of like, I wouldn't say weird, but odd. Like you are used to stray dogs, stray animals roaming about. Every single pupper here looks like they are here with a job. It's it's as busy as uh, shung. but with dogs. Mm. Uh, And uh, you'll even see like um, when you get to the tavern, and I'm assuming maybe perhaps the tavern is just where you decide to have lunch or the equivalent of it there. You'll see that one, there is um, an inside hut type of establishment for it. And there is also an outside equivalent. So sort of like whenever you go, when you go to like, or when you see resorts or whatever, and then they have an outside bar, sort of like that. But it, there is also an inside part to it so like patio, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, and when you do see, you will see there are occasionally some dogs with the equivalent of wagons and like plates and stuff like that inside the like inside the wagon and the dogs Aww. just bringing them around they are the dogs are also waiters here mm-hmm. And they're so well trained and well behaved; they do not sneak food, even if you attempt to feed them, because it's not—it's not—it's not food time. Hawaii baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will also find that the food here is quite hearty and savory, so you'll probably have quite a nice meal. In terms of getting information on technically the first ladies, you can roll society or diplomacy. Uh, Hoshi, I mean, honestly, anybody else. If you just want the general information, I'll allow it.
6: Yeah, that is, like, a uh 31 with a natural 20.
4: Oh, fuck, 20. okay.
6: So give me, like, all of... Or, or, you know, I'm not going to force you to do this, but out of character, like, Hoshi is going after, like, all of the rhymes and the, like cute little stories that are slightly edgy but also adorable and just you know stuff that would make for a good song mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um as well as anything that you would think would be interesting to us as a group uh, but
0: yes yes okay well i will say you will quickly learn that um people people don't mind talking about dog queen and her wives like at all it's it's almost like oh you haven't heard well here's this oh you're interested sure here's this the people here are quite content with their leaders uh, as far as you can tell and there are more like epic tales of battles and adventures uh, of the like of of dog queen specifically uh uh, and, and maybe Yue is also in it, because Yue was often by her side the most and the longest. UA uh, is one of the first quote-unquote humans, or uh, of the humans, really, and basically people, uh, to ever travel with da Queen and not be on sighted immediately. Any stories with Mara you can tell are quite harsh, not to judge Mara's character, But because they were from opposing clans and they were at some points trying to kill each other (laughs) because they were at war. Um, You will also quickly figure out that any bards that necessarily come from here, their songs are not necessarily even songs. They're more like, they are more like more of the storyteller type feats or even dancers and such. And you can probably find a couple. So you will find. Some helpful rhymes, tales, and poems every now and then. But they are not of Dog Queen and her wives. They're not like romantic or anything like that. They're just epic and cautionary. In fact, I'll just give you this one that I read because I, it's a sonnet that I, re- that I read and made in class. <laughs> and I use Dog Queen as because Dog Queen's my fucking OC. Um so that is an actual sonnet that you will probably hear in character told by some old battle ready bard who's seen a battle or two even their dog is old has an eye patch probably possibly like a like a wooden leg or two you know it's like these these two ha- definitely you know are battle ready bards and they will give you essentially a sonnet of Dog Queen's life summarized. I don't think you need me to reiterate, <laughs> since I've done it a couple times, uh, of Dog Queen's feats. But the best way to put it is that she's quite revolutionary. And so her people are extremely loyal to her. The specific information you get about Mara is that Mara is actually the daughter of the current Khan in the tiger clan she's also she was like the right hand general the leader basically the ua equivalent to her mother and falling in love with the dog queen took a while but it is pretty truthful and pretty true and she is very she swore allegiance to the dog clan she loves and cares for the dog clan she doesn't have a dog partner though she continues to have a tiger for a partner um if and by partner, I mean like an animal companion, uh, and she continues to uh, do several traditions and whatnot of that, and nobody necessarily judges her for
1: it.
6: So, is this like, um, Rhyme City and Detective Pikachu where everybody has yes. their partner?
0: Yes, basically, yes. You're expect nice. the best way to put it is that, um, if you ever were to become a part of this clan and you will note that there are people who were outsiders Um, there are immigrants and whatnot from lesser clans or from cities that decided to continue to stay in Chengdu and stuff like that they are given their own dogs dog queen gives them a puppy so so if you ever wanted to move here um, you have to you swear loyalty to the clan you swear to serve the clan you swear to live and or die by the clan for the clan and then you get your own puppy.
3: I was certainly considering it. Best um, citizenship test ever.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was
3: like, hmm, oh,
0: maybe
3: hey, after this is done.
0: Yep, yep. Uh, and everybody here is quite community-based and community-driven, by the way. You can it's very easy to tell. So Mara had to earn her place here and her essentially her love here, because she was an outright enemy of the clan. And she's famous outside of it, but as of now, she's treated just like any other member. And uh, her her love uh, for the Dog Queen is quite true, and same thing back. Yue, however, is like the equivalent of um, of a war hero. It's it's really hard to find somebody who dislikes Yue act- actively. She's just gentle giant wolf woman. <laughs> That's it. And her her devotion. And Patience with the Dog Queen is is also quite renowned. But you do not necessarily hear any, like, love songs about them. They're not that kind of... The people here are not thinking of it in that kind of... They just think of epic tales <laughs> and battles and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, one other tidbit of information, though, I will give you, just because you guys kind of already know that Dog Queen did this this specific job to find the scepter and bring it back home. Essentially, she did it for her wives. Uh, You will know that Dog Queen is actually the rare atheist (laughs) that you would find in this setting. Um, She knows that the gods are real. She knows that they exist. She does not care for them. And she's very vocal about it. Everybody here can, like, worship whoever she wants or they want or whatever dog queen simply just wants all the gods to continue to do their jobs. The minute they don't dog queen's like, well, fuck them. That's literally it. Dog queen respects the keepers though, because of, of their, um, of their status, uh, of their continued wisdom and patience and, and general, like, you know, the, The keepers are essentially, like, native to this plane. Mm -hmm. And so Dog Queen worships, not worships them. Dog Queen respects them. Every other god, though. Dog Queen goes, what of it? (laughs) She's so vocal about it. She does not have, you won't find statues of gods here for a reason. Uh, uh, Except small altars inside people's homes and stuff like that. That's different. But not a single statue or monument or general place of worship in Dogtown to any god at all. Which is super weird for all of us. <laughs> That's it. Um, if there's anything else you want to do, you can you can do it. You guys have a pretty chill time. <laughs> You're probably invited to dinner. The dinner has more dogs, um, more dog guests <laughs> than, yes. um, than people. And it's a very big um it's not even like a table you're necessarily sitting at. it's mostly you guys are sitting like on a mat on the floor, and there's like food everywhere, and mm-hmm. the dogs are very well behaved the dogs you'll be like surrounded by dogs the pet them while we eat <laughs> they will allow like it
4: one hand eating other hand is either petting a dog or holding my wife's hand
3: <laughs>
0: yep, yep um is there anything else you guys would like to do at all before I quickly wrap it up?
3: yeah. I don't think there's anything in particular that Pyrrha wants to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Just be gay. Yeah. Yep, just be uh, gay with, with dogs.
3: Be gay with dogs. Awesome. Good cool.
0: dogs. Okay. So we will... You guys have a pretty good time, actually. The people are quite welcoming since you have also been quite um, respectful. And you return to your hut exhausted attacked by puppies and you're happy you know like you're you're in a happy place and so you all quickly find yourself sleeping and as a collective you will have the same dream you dream of the quiet darkness of night but there is no moon there is a body of a man a young adult boy really lying on the f- cold cold floor an older wiser man steps over the body, and he looks very similar to the boy. He is his father, he is dressed in ceremonial garbs, and he is holding the broken scepter in his hands. The other piece of the staff, the broken part, is protruding out of his son's body, and and with a bloody hand, he draws a rune or a sigil, over his bare chest and looks up towards the sky. Over a moonless night, he looks and he says, If I cannot shine brighter than you, I will consume you. And you are awoken almost immediately after that. You hear shouting, you hear barking, and then several howls at the same time, almost like a a giant... Synchronized doggo alarm system. And only then can you hear the soft playing of music box. Hoshi, your music box has been opened by something. And it's playing in its nice, angelic voice. Several voices of different ages and tones. And it's just repeating the same phrase you all heard. But in a sing-songy voice. If I cannot shine brighter than you... I will consume... That's where we're going to end. Like that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Y'all have the best fucking day of your lives. Um, uh, but uh, I'm going to have to say no to that. Uh, so next week should be our last session.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. I-, I hope you enjoyed today's game, though it was mostly just lore dumps and dogs. Dump.
3: Oh, it's good. It- it's yeah. a lot of just uh, learning about the world. Yeah. And dogs uh, and spooky
0: sounds. Yeah, and then it got spooky at the end. It's like, oh shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
7: mm-hmm.
0: And um, well, that's it. Yeah.
7: Hey. Yay! Yay! Bored of D D? Want to try something else? Why not check out Control Group? We test systems so you don't have to. Using our patented mini campaigns along with one shots, we test how far you can stretch systems with our unique ideas and broad storytelling. Our mission statement is to give a voice to those not often heard in the TTRPG community. So whether it be a system you've never heard of or our testers being people of color, people on the LBGTQIA spectrum, we wanna make sure our stories are broad, vast, and told from different perspectives. So whether you want classic role-playing or just big goofs, come listen to us try out systems, some of which we've even made ourselves. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, or head over to controlgrouppod.com. That's C-T-R-L, just like the key on your keyboard. There you can find the systems we test, along with easily accessible PDFs. So check us out if you're into Monster of the Week, Passion de los A Song of Fire and Ice, Lasers of Feelings, Gunsight, Void Worlds, Wizards and Wands, Stranded, Interstitial, The Last Shonen, and so much more! We'll
4: Remain calm and please stay in your seats. We are experiencing pirate activity.
5: Oh, there's some um, something happening. Uh, What? Them? um, (coughs) Them? Oh no!
2: (laughs) At the outer edges of space, where union
4: is but a whisper, humanity scrapes together a living amongst the stars. This is the story of four lancers. Talented pilots of mechanized chassis from all corners of the known universe, thrown together by circumstance and destiny. And credits. Follow Macha.
6: Oh, were we supposed to know each other beforehand? I mean, we're all gonna die, but I'm glad you figured that out now.
0: Moxie. Well, I have absolutely no idea what you necessarily need me to do here, but if it's kill a bitch or fix a bitch, I can do both very well. You're worth one week of no chores, and you know
7: what? I really need that week. Roadkill.
5: I'll take in the front, those two are taking the back, one of am going through the booty hole, and let's go. I kind of need your help.
7: Fuck you, fuck you. And Silver.
3: Here's, like, a
7: little bit of money. Please go away.
3: The ghost of your mistakes.
4: Led by me, Reed, your game master, through the Lancer system, a mud and laser style anime mecha RPG, I hope they brought some printers with them, because this is Bring Your Own Mech, an actual Play Lancer podcast, and batteries are not included. Catch our first episode starting on July 29th, wherever you catch your
2: podcasts, and then every other Thursday. Follow my heading, and I'll see you there.